electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber with Jim Cramer. We are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures. We get ready to trade 30 minutes from now, as you can see. Uh, slightly lower open. Uh, our roadmap does start, though, with the markets overall, and in particular, yeah, the return of meme stock madness. AMC, GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond. Have you noticed? They've all been on a tear in the last week. What is that yeah. saying? I don't know. I'm on it. I know. Good. I'm glad you're on it. Also with President Biden about to sign the CHIPS Act into law, Micron announces a $40 billion investment in U.S. memory chip manufacturing over the next, let's call it, eight years or so. Guidance, though, still weighing on the stocks. CEO Sanjay Marotra will join us. He'll be live from the White House. And Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway keeps buying. Occidental Petroleum, it's now above a 20% ownership stake in that company. All right, we're going to start, though, with meme stocks. They are... Well, I guess just making a comeback is the best way to say it. Bed Bath & Beyond, you may have noticed of late, uh, up more than 90%. That's just over the last week of trading. AMC, even GameStop, seeing nice gains. I want to put this in the perspective of a market that continues to be difficult, Jim, and for many, at least, of the professionals to figure out. Right. Um, This, some would say, is a very hated rally uh, by many. I know the hedge funds are getting crushed again. Many had been... um, had taken their exposure down to very low levels, are short, in fact, maybe short some of these very That's names yet again. And as you know, uh, short covering has been crazy lately in terms of what it's been adding to this market rally. Yeah, I think it's a great place to start, David, because the activities, let's just say, let's take Bed Bath. Now, if you look at anything Bed Bath, they've got minus 27% same store sales for their flagship. Uh, I don't know uh, of, but there could be, any retailer that has ever come back from minus 27%. Usually when you're north of 20, it begins to become problematic. They don't, they have a CEO who bought a lot of stock at Suco, she bought a lot, 50,000 shares, but you know, she was um, Golfsmith. She was the CEO, and that the subsequent that did ultimately go bankrupt. She's an interim CEO, correct? You're right, they but haven't they haven't found that. anybody. Right. Uh, when you look at the balance sheet, it's so suboptimal. It is extraordinary. And if you go over, David, because we used to joke about it, you and I, about how much stock they were buying oh back. Oh, my God. They bought back so much I mean, stock at higher levels forever oh my. and ever. I mean, it, was a, it was a, you know, it was a slow-moving uh, LBO is It what was a slow-moving LBO. So talk about it. I mean, they, here, in, 20, uh, in 2022, they have 79 million shares, okay? But in... Uh, 2017, they had 148 million shares. Okay, twice as much. I mean, it, 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 this is in 2014. They had uh, 2012. They had 240 million shares. So 10 years ago, they had 240 million shares. Now they have 79 million shares. What do I have to show for that buyback? Nothing. Nothing. 
Now, they do have a credit line from J.P. Morgan, the last we read. Right. At the same time, they did say in the most recent queue that they expect to have more double-digit declines in the 20s. There was a hope that Bed Bath & Beyond would be able to sell Bye Bye Baby, which has mid-single-digit declines. We know that Ryan Cohen is the largest shareholder, and he was very important in getting Mark Triton fired because he said Mark Triton was overpaid. Yesterday, they got rid of one of their private labels. I went to see their store, which had private label. It looks like that what they did was they, they cut back on couponing, and they added a lot of new brands. David, in sum, JCPenney. Okay, you have done uh, what I would expect, which has gone through all the fundamentals and made a very strong case that there is no reason whatsoever the stock should no, be going Which is up. why they need to do 10 million, 10 but, million but shares today. But let's get back to what this 10 million means. shares today. Right, again, which you used to talk about during the original right. meme uh, uh, moves, which well, yeah, was short position use this as an opportunity to sell stock. There was one company that did that of the three. Well, AMC. AMC. And that's still around. And it's still around, around and it's, it's, it's doing a lot quite healthier. Well. The stock's doing quite well. Yeah, and the stock is doing quite well. I, wa- I want to get your take, though, on what this means right now for the broader market in the midst of what has been a significant rally off the bottom during what some would say has been a bear market rally. We still have a lot of debate going on, at least amongst the people I speak to, about where, uh, you know, are real rates high enough? And the right. answer would seem to be no. No, judging uh, by the two versus the and ten. And what is that going to look like? Well, you know, um, some, some, and are we ever going to get the cuts to EPS that we might expect? You know, if S&P earnings are closer to 200 next year than 240, which is where they currently are, then, well, we got a lot more downside well, from here. Uh, and yet, NVIDIA yesterday, sort of alone, it didn't bring the market down. No, it. but then Micron today... Uh, they basically pre-announced. Right. At the same time, fortunately, we have Micron once. We can find out more. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm more subdued in the way I present things, I'm more concerned. And I think the meme is something that is not at the, be- is at the tail end of when you think that things are awry. I mean, they come in at the end, apropos of the, you know, you, you've got a January comeback, remember, in a couple of years ago, where that's where it all started, January 30th. Right. And I look at this, and they're trying to make these stocks go up. And let's, let's just go back to Bed Bath, just for one second. Okay. They, look, they need to raise uh, $300, billion, $300 million in EBITDA in order to be able to pay off a 25 bond. Yeah. Well, so shouldn't they sell enough to be able to get some of that done? anything and everything they possibly can in terms of shares right now. Wouldn't, wouldn't you advise them to do that? Well, yeah, but I advise them. You, that was looking, you just said JCPenney. But it's JCPenney. JCPenney went bankrupt. Now, you were there. I remember when JCPenney did the gigantic offering that you broke that story. I remember that, $1.7 that you I broke. remember that? One of That's the greatest stories you ever ago. broke. Well, memo to Bed Bath. Call David and do something big here. Because I don't see anyone buying um, yeah. Bye Bye Baby. Now, maybe they can offload Harmon. They don't even talk about Harmon. Mark Triton used to talk about monetizing Harmon. But anyway, if you take a look at AMC, this started everything when, in a very kind of cool thing, Adam Aaron issued these, this Ape Preferred, which was not dilutive. But that was the signal. Now, that stock was at 15 when he came on. That was the clarion call to Let's Party. Last week, let's talk party. About. Yeah. But in the meantime, I have take two tonight. Now, they've gone from like zero to 80% is going to be digital this year, which means you don't really need GameStop. Now, I have implored GameStop to get together with Mark Zuckerberg 
and explore the idea of how to do the metaverse because it's way beyond anybody's ken to be able to put the metaverse together. But if I went to GameStop, of which there are way too many of, they might be able to show me how to do it. And then I can play Canasta with my kids. All right, we're going to come back Never to us. Uh, we're going <laughs> to. I don't even know how to. I don't know how to play Canasta. There's too many cards in that last deck. century. David, um, I am app loving uh, today, and you're crushing me. I'm going to do app loving right now, and I appreciate Are you, you mentioning it. Yes. Yes. Uh, because this is, uh, I don't know, did somebody wake up and decide, well, today's a good day to launch an unsolicited all stock offer for a company. And by the way, your shareholders are going to own more of it than our shareholders will. And oh, we've got these 20 to 1 voting stock, but we're going to get rid of that. Don't worry. And we're going to give you into consideration a C share that doesn't trade right now. Okay, sure. Put it in a press release and let's go. Well, they did. All right, right, because this is what I'm talking about. This Um, is a strange thing. It is a strange thing, but let me go through some of the basics here because it does deserve that, okay? AppLove and shares are down sharply, as you can see that. This morning, about a half hour ago uh, or so, a little more than that, they come out with this unsolicited offer to acquire Unity in an all-stock transaction. As I said, most of the consideration would be in their A shares. Um, uh, The ratio there. Uh, would be 1.152, but they also have this thing called a C non-voting common stock. Doesn't trade, so yeah. let's just. Add, they want to give you 0.314 of that. Just add the 0.314 for now to the 1.152, and do it for the A shares. That's the only thing I can uh, advise you to do at this point. At close, they're going to also get rid of their B shares, which aren't a part of the consideration, but have 20 to one votes. Uh, <laughs> No. You know what they it say, Jim? Listen, they say estimated synergies of over 700 million bucks. Adjusted EBITDA achieved in 2025, a minimum of 500 million in 2024, uh, based on accelerated revenue opportunities. What's also interesting here, and you'll notice at the bottom of the screen, is Iron Source. Remember a couple of weeks back, we talked about this Toma Bravo SPAC, yes. Iron Source, yes. that decided to sell out to Unity. Um, right. Well, that deal is in jeopardy if, in fact, this were to ever actually occur. Now, the track record for all stock unsolicited offers where your company shareholders are going to own more of the combined company than ours, let's just say it's not great. But how about if John Riccitello is the CEO of the combined company, which is what they, they propose? They do propose very good. that your CEO will be the CEO of our combined company. Right. They do also say you can have a majority of the board And seats, you know when they Jim? report unity? They report today or tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, today. Um, you know, it's there was in the in the background to the iron source deal, there was some reference to Unity having had conversations with a potential merger partner. And here we go. Uh, so there's nothing in the release from Outlovin that indicates there had been conversations. At least I haven't seen it. Um, but we can assume that there was some conversation. One would also assume that Unity said get lost. Um, and they obviously went ahead to do the iron source deal. But App Lovin is saying, hey, we want some lovin'. We want a little lovin'. I, you know, a guy, somebody balls. woke up and maybe had a couple of drinks last night and decided we're going to do this. Okay, it's a mess, Cal. Um, but let me just, before you and, go into uh, this too deeply, I just, uh, no, no, I want you to tell me. I want you to hear me out here. Yeah. On the fundamentals, both companies are great. Okay. They're both great. It's just the wrong cycle for them. People don't really want. But video games, I have take two on tonight. There's disappointment. Uh, it, NVIDIA, really bad for video games. 
But these two are the best at what they do in unity and John Riccatello. I mean, he's the guy who's be able to have, if you're in fantasy football, you can do an ISO. That's a technical term. Uh, you can ISO every one of your players. It's yep. one of the most exciting things. I think that Disney, I told Disney, will you please use unity? Because that's how good unity is. It's just that it's in the wrong sector. Interesting. So I, um, I know that it sounds funny, but it's kind of like Toma Bravo putting together all these companies. Maybe it's going to turn out two well, years from now to be good. It, it could. It's, it's again, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's rare that a deal like this does succeed, at least at, at, at what we're seeing right now. I mean, you got B shares you got to convert from, you know, 20 to 1 to 1 to 1. You got a C share you're offering as consideration that doesn't trade. It's complicated. It's kind of bizarre. At the same time, maybe on the on the fundamental basis. By the way, KKR owns 20% of AppLovin, and Sequoia and Silver Lake are significant owners of Unity. Well, there's an example. Interesting. Do you remember Unity was a KKR company, so to speak, is coming after Sequoia and Silver Lake. Sequoia and Silver Lake are going to make are going to be key here. Yes. If they somehow decide, all right, we want to engage with you, then maybe something happens. But judging from the language previously, I mean, look, this area was so hot. Yeah. Mobile game, 3D, you use their platform, Riccatello is terrific. It's just the wrong moment. But if you have a longer term view, it is really the right moment. All right. Well, we'll see what develops in here. We already talked to Kathy Wood well, about this. She would tell you we're seeing right some M&A. as rain. We're seeing some possible M&A. Well, that's how software bottom, David. Jim, I'm going to make an all-stock offer for you, but, you can, I'm, uh, you know, but you're going to own more of the combined company. What do you think? Um, as long as I get to wear my clothes and not yours, I'm game. Okay. When we come back, Mike Run, that man right there, Sanjay Marocha, is oh, going to join us from the White got House. He's some interesting things to say, I hope. And plenty to ask him about, including, of course, that CHIPS Act, which will be signed into law. Let's give you a look at futures 17 minutes from now when we get started with trading. You can see, uh, you know, mixed bag, let's call it, but uh, down generally a bit. Every day, Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. President Biden is preparing to sign the Chips and Science Act into law this morning. Ahead of that, Micron issued a warning on revenue guidance and demand 
all while announcing a $40 billion investment in memory manufacturing in the U.S. Uh, predicted to, to create about 40,000 jobs. Uh, so there's a lot of cost currents here. Uh, David, I've got to tell you, this is not the data pre-announced because it's supposed to be a very exciting uh, announcement about chips. But let's find out now by uh, bringing in Micron's president and CEO, Sanjay Marotra. Sanjay, let's talk about the good news first. It is without a doubt imperative for American industry to try to be sure that we are not captive to Taiwan Semi, given about what the Chinese are doing, and also that we haven't expanded our footprint here at all, other than you, in many years. So tell us what you think can happen over the near term and longer term uh, if the president signs this into law. So first of all, uh, Jim, thank you for having me on the show today. And I got to tell you, Jim, that today, on behalf of the 45,000 plus team members at Micron, I'm really deeply honored as pres- to be here as President Biden signs the chips and science legislation that really solidifies American technology leadership for decades to come. And of course, we are very thankful to Secretary Ramondo, the various officials in the administration, and the bipartisan coalition for supporting this legislation and bringing us to this point. And this is what has enabled us to announce $40 billion in investment in leading-edge memory manufacturing here in the U.S. over the course of this decade. And it will mean three things, Jim. First, this is the largest manufacturing investment in semiconductor memory in U.S. history. Second, as you noted, it will bring 40,000 jobs over the course of the decade, including 5,000 direct jobs here at Micron. And third, and extremely importantly, today, 2% of world's semiconductor memory chip production occurs in the U.S. And through our investments over the course of the decade, by the end of this decade, we will bring that to 10%. So think about it. Today, one in 50 memory chips are produced here in the U.S. With our investments, one in 10 memory chips will be produced here in the U.S. by the end of the decade. So this is really a major announcement from Micron in support of chips and science legislation in terms of really securing economic prosperity as well as national security and of course really asserting America's leadership in semiconductor technology and manufacturing. Okay, so Sanjay, I've been to a couple of fabs between when they're announced and when they're actually open. Often takes a couple of years. Uh, when do you think we would actually see production out of this uh, incredible bill? Great question. And of course, as you know, the lead time for building the fabs is long. And the investments we are making are really to address the growing demand for memory through the decade. Memory is going to double from today to the 2030 timeframe, and that requires us to build new fab for DRAM, and the production will be coming online in the second half of this decade, in the 2025 to 2026 timeframe. And of course, we will be ramping production to manage supply in line with the industry demand. Sanjay, it's David. Um, There was bipartisan support for this deal, but there was also bipartisan opposition. Bernie Sanders saying the question we should be asking is, should American taxpayers provide the microchip industry with a blank check of over 76 billion when these companies are making tens of billions in profits? Rick Scott, the opposite side of the aisle for sure from Mr. Sanders, says 
Multi-billion dollar corporations like Intel will have access to Americans' hard-earned tax dollars to build manufacturing plants and get tax write-offs with virtually no strings attached and still be able to operate and expand their business in communist China. I'd love you to respond to both of those criticisms. So what I would like to mention here is that, look, chips and science legislation that President Biden is going to be signing in less than an hour here is really leveling the playing field. Over the last couple of decades, foreign countries, particularly in Asia, have invested hundreds of billions of dollars in providing incentives to bring semiconductor manufacturing to their shores. And this is what has resulted in 37% manufacturing of semiconductors at the turn of the century to now being only 12% of total semiconductor manufacturing here in the U.S. This is what we have to reverse. We have to diversify global supply chains. We have to build a resilient supply chain here in the U.S. and have domestic production. This is important for national security in critical military and other critical infrastructure. You want those chips produced here. In order to produce them here, you have to have a level playing field, and this is what this legislation with the support is going to provide to the companies to bring manufacturing to the U.S. to make it competitive with foreign production. Foreign production right. today, particularly in Asia, is 35 to 45 percent cheaper today. And these, and other important thing I want to point out is that the semiconductor companies like Micron are actually going to be investing a lot more than their profits in leading-edge R&D and CapEx that is required to bring this production to the U.S. A vast majority okay, well, Sanjay, of investments, yes, vast majority of investments Sanjay, will be made I understand by that. Micron. And longer term, that's terrific, but uh, you cut your cap, capital expenditures by, uh, by my measure. Uh, more than $893 million today. You also said that you're probably not going to be able to make your very, very low uh, projections that cause your stock to go down substantially. Uh, so I, I'm trying to understand both the short and long term because your short term uh, your short term update on business conditions, frankly, is, is extremely subpar, Sanjay. So, Jamie, you're correct. This is about managing the business adeptly in the near term and for the long term as well. And the investments we have just talked about are really for 2025 and beyond time frame because the growing demand will be met, will require us to build additional wafer capacity here in the U.S. In the near term, certainly, we are seeing due to macroeconomic headwinds, as well as, you know, in certain market segments, customers not being able to secure constraint components, non-memory components, that's impacting inventory adjustments, which have broadened since we last spoke. Uh, instead of just being inventory adjustments on the consumer side, we are seeing some inventory adjustments occurring on the data center side and also some adjustments in automotive and industrial. And this is what is impacting our outlook here. But what's important is that these inventory adjustments will take care, will manage through the system, bringing down inventories at the customers and bringing down inventories at the suppliers. And sometime in the next year, in, uh, demand and supply will get in balance. And what's important is that we are taking actions to cut our yeah. capex now in order to reduce the supply growth and use right. the inventory to supply next year's demand. But Sanjay, that's what you said when that, you announced the list. Exactly. I'm Sanjay, not going with it. Sanjay, you, Sanjay, said, I'm the not same, buying you it. said the same thing when uh, last uh, time uh, you yeah. were with us. I completely uh, appreciate you coming on, but Sanjay, you did say that this, what you did last time was going to help eliminate the quad. So things must be much worse than I think. Yes, certainly over the course of last one month, 
we have seen broadening of the inventory adjustments, and these have broadened to other parts of the markets, as I just noted. But of course, again, Micron has taken further actions in order to cut the supply growth, bringing down our capex for next year. And again, I think what's important is that the long-term trends of AI, of 5G, of autonomous, of cloud, absolutely are intact. Those are secular demand drivers. We have to, when you look at the long-term picture, we need to get right. through the near-term speed bump, bring inventories in line, and then the industry health will be restored. Okay, uh, let's take it as long-term, good, short-term, Sanjay, murky. I'm choosing murky, but I thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Jim. Very good. Uh, David, back to you. <laughs> thank you, Jim. Thank you, Sanjay. All right, still to come, Jim's going to give you a quick mad dash. We're going to squeeze in a break here, uh, and we'll get right to that opening bell. Here's another look at futures. We've got a lot more squawk in the street ahead. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, Jim, let's squeeze in a mad dash. Uh, we got two minutes before we get started with trading. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about a company called Upstart for a second. Upstart, Upstart. yep. Yeah, artificial intelligence loan. And uh, frankly, they reported a very weak number last night. I mean, I, I, just terrible. And you've got a bunch of companies, that, a bunch of uh, brokerage houses that said negative things. Uh, the stock looks like it's at 20, uh, between 28 and 32. They did buy back a lot of stock, uh, but that was ill-advised. Uh, the most important thing, David, is they're bringing loans, which they've been syndicating, back on their balance sheet. And when you do that and you don't have a lot of capital, it can really cause you to have tremendous stress on your balance sheet. Right. Now, if you go over what the CEO said and the CFO said last night, you're not really um, assured. Are they not finding, wait, do they securitize their loans typically, they're, well, but they're not, not finding the demand for them? Well, okay, or, I have to be very careful here because they could tell you, listen, we've experimented and we kind of like having them on. On but, balance sheet? But yeah, they but don't. To keep them on you balance should not sheet, have them on balance sheet. You've got to have a lot of capital, don't exactly, you? Exactly, thank you. And they don't have a lot of capital. Uh, and the, the bad loans, David, are kind of staggering. Now, one of the things that, that we absolutely just am furious about is that they, they came on mad money. And I predicted, I predicted that this would happen. And I said that when it goes back on balance sheet, what's going to happen? It's only because your loans are bad. A huge percentage are bad. What's with the AI? I thought the AI was supposed to be perfect. It doesn't get it wrong. Are they make you no, bad credit it's decisions? it's not perfect. The average uh, 2021 delinquency for four months is 3.67. The most recent total delinquencies are 4.8% for the last four months. Now, David. I don't want to get too dire here, but you can't have that and sustain it. 4.8% delinquencies is way too high. Now, they came, on, they came on that money, and people felt that I was rude, except for one NFL coach who said, thank heavens, you were brazen enough to tell the truth. 
But um, I was very worried. I didn't want people in the stock. And, um, and all right. I was right. Let's look at the markets. So you heard the right. opening bell. Uh, CNBC real-time exchange as well is going to probably have a little bit more red on a little that much. Uh, big board here, digital loan originator Meridian Link. Digital loan. Yeah, digital yeah, loan. Set on that. Celebrating its one-year listing anniversary. Over at the NASDAQ, heavy equipment manufacturer Aztec. All right. Uh, the Dow's up. Uh, you know, we're not talking about much here. But, but there's the a couple things. So, uh, to be fair, the Nasdaq is, is the biggest loser at the at the bell, at the open here, I should say. <laughs> Opening bell. Well, you know, David, the, the chip sector is obviously under tremendous pressure. What, now, let's, we come, did, let's come back to Micron for a second. Absolutely. All right. Yesterday, this time, we were talking NVIDIA, and there was those words, macroeconomic headwinds. Right. This time, we just had Sanjay Marotra on. Uh, talking about the benefits of the CHIPS Act. He's going to be there for the signing ceremony, which we will take live, President Biden, uh, probably a half hour or so from now. Right. But what he also said is things have gotten worse in the last month. Right. And he now, went on to say the same things he's been China. saying, which China's is gotten we're cutting CapEx, we're getting ready well, for this. They're trying long to do is- term, everything's great. Well, but he did admit things because, have gotten worse. Right, because what he's trying to do is get inventory in balance, which has historically caused the bottom. Uh, the stock did rally 10 points from when he said it last time because, David, we believed him. Now, I think Sanjay Marotra is an excellent, excellent executive, and they've done a fantastic job. But forecasting right here has just gone out the window, whether it be NVIDIA and Jensen Wong, whether it be Sanjay Marotra, uh, the, for, uh, the Intel. Don't forget, Intel completely forecast wrong. Yes. Uh, Pat Gelsinger. So I think a lot of the problems stem from the fact that people don't know how uncertain things are short term, but longer term. Well, we do need this very badly because we put a ban on solar panels. What What happens if the Chinese decide to put a ban on chips, on sending chips here? Uh, Could be an issue. Put it on your... uh, Could be an issue, uh, although some of those who are in opposition to the Chips Act talked about the fact that there were still opportunities to actually manufacture chips for U.S. companies in China. Legacy chips, so-called. Well, legacy chips. They were chips, upset about that. It's very interesting. Yesterday, Applied Materials had a summit, and Ford was there. Ford is really deep in this because Ford's biggest problems are getting these large form factor chips. And Tom Caulfield, who is from Global Foundries, was there. Now, I understand. I think what's very interesting what you talked about is the handouts, because these companies are all very wealthy. Why aren't they doing it themselves? And I, there's an answer, and it's never discussed. It is way too expensive to make chips in our country. That's the reason. Right. It's way too expensive. No one will talk about it. You don't build chips in this country because our labor costs are ridiculous. You don't build chips in this country because it's so much cheaper to build them in Taiwan. No one says it because it's, it, it denigrates the American working person. But that's what's going on. When you go into a foundry, David, it's just lamb research for Micron. It's KLA. It's applied materials. It's so much easier to put those machines in countries where there's cheap labor than in the United States. Now, Ohio does have inexpensive labor. But, you know, let's just call a spade a spade here, okay? There's not a desire to make things here because we are way too expensive. So the government's putting a lot of money towards right. it to make well, sure it I happens. I went to here. an Ireland, Irish fab for Intel. But why and wouldn't Ireland it bring the cost down? Is it really subsidy. wages? I mean, I, I understand yes. our wages may be higher. It is wages. But well, because no one ever thought that. What's the problem with Taiwan? What a great place to make things, you know, close to China. U.S. The differential in wages is that great? I mean, it's not like Taiwan is... Uh... No, the differential wages is huge. Just no one wants to talk about it. I've really? Spent, I've spent a huge amount of time on it. You have? All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry about that because I was hoping that that would not be the case. Yep. By the way, if you don't have ASMLF, which we've been ban, ban China, applied materials, KLA 10 core, 
a kid sale because it's KLA, and Lamb, which is the old novellus and Lamb Research, yep. then you don't have anything. You just have empty buildings. I mean, remember, I the IP is all U.S., which is those companies. But right. if we keep sending everything over there, then it makes our country weaker. So anyway, that's my Hence, little we got to spend a lot of money to potentially keep it here. Uh, exactly. Uh, while we're on we chips, NVIDIA it. day two, you know, actually, as the day went along yesterday, the stock sort of I told it was down eight, more. and I said, that's just wrong. And, it's our uh, smallest it's semi position. It's 3% this morning. Well, internally, David. Um, it's, it's still well off, well off its 52-week low of 140 bucks. They missed by two bill on, uh, on gaming. Once yeah. again, gaming has become the black hole, not unlike DocuSign. Not yep. unlike Peloton. Right. You just game less. Now, to his great credit, Strauss Selnick said he never told you that it was even recession resistant. But a lot of people felt that our country well, was, was hooked on gaming. Let's talk I about mean, Take you know, Two. Let's talk I mean, about Take Two. What does that Wordle? Uh, and in like 30 it's, seconds, it's, it's like down, It's down less. It's down 2%. The company reported um, its, its fiscal first quarter numbers. Jim, you're going to have Strauss as a guest. Yes. You guys will be doing some pull-ups in the middle of the... Uh, this book talked about eating ostriches. Of, of, the, uh, of the interview. Strong. It's never a bad opportunity to look at Strauss's no, abs. Absolutely. It's good. But, you know, just in a little more pertinent, Emerson, which sold in Syncreator to Whirlpool, I was really hoping that they would come up with a good number. Uh, but net sales, $5 billion, estimated $5.1 uh, it, it, it's suboptimal, and that's a shame. That's a great American manufacturing company that, that Emerson. is broad. Emerson. Now. We've moved I don't on want, from take two, yeah. Well, I just, I don't want to, I mean, Emerson's a, a larger, I'm just trying to get the full panoply, David. Emerson's a great industrial company, and I was hoping they could blow things out. Their sale of Whirlpool, I thought, was genius. We didn't spend enough time on it. What did you think of Mark Bitzer? Um, you know, I thought it was fine. Uh, Bitzer was good yesterday as a guest. I didn't, I can't say that I learned anything a great note. Well, you know, when it, if he had sold the European business, he kept buying back stocks. But, but, but by the hard. way, they're still early in the process of selling that European Very business, true. Jim. He said we're going to get an update in the third quarter. They're going to own the house. Um, they the haven't home. even decided whether they're going to sell it yet. So No, they're going to own the home. Now we're talking about Whirlpool got out just of, to bring people I, along know, with I, us. I just, I don't want to, I just creating an arc of industrial gaming. Right. And industrial has been one of the bright All lights right, but, of this moment. But it's not right now. You just mentioned Emerson. We got a kind of a warning from uh, Micron. NVIDIA yesterday, take two numbers were certainly nothing great. No. Um, no, we've got issues. We've got and issues. And meanwhile, Devin, Rick Moncrief, does a fantastic buy of properties, uh, and stock is soaring. Uh, yeah. And that's a sign that maybe um, oil's about to make it come back. Oil's been another, a complete disaster. Now, there's this in Eagleford. Uh, that's a little more nat gas than I like, but it's a bold on acquisition. The company's they, making fortunes. They, they don't I'm trying to do oil, too. You move too fast for them to follow you in the control room. I, okay, you I ever look at what's up on the screen? This is a very convoluted time. Right. Look, I'll throw you Brunswick. And you mumble upgrade. some of your words, no, so they no, don't even know you're no, talking you about understand. Devin. You understand. There's a lot to cover. And we can be complete jokers and talk about how damn hot it is outside, or we can cover everything. I know, and I'm going to risk covering you, everything. I just, you just got to just move along at a... Uh, at a different clip? Okay. I, I'm going to give you a, a chance. I'll go on a quaalude. I'm going gi- to give you a chance to reset and talk okay. about Nielsen if I can. Oh, that's Because that idea. stock is up. Yeah, what is And that was an interesting deal. Uh, Elliot uh, and Evergreen, uh, some time back, decided to buy Nielsen for $28 yeah. a share. Then you had this pay. strange, 
what strange is unfair. You had this unexpected, very large shareholder, Windicker, say, we don't like it. And in fact, we now are going to own 27% of the stock, and we can stop you from doing a scheme of arrangement by which you need at least 75% of the shares to do uh, right. that, because this is a European company. Uh, and so it looked like this deal, which was supposed to be voted on today, was going to be potentially stopped in its tracks unless they were able to pivot to a tender where they only needed over 50% of the shares to be tendered. Although, frankly, we never got an answer as to whether the financing would stay in place if they went to a tender. None of that matters because right. they've actually reached a settlement with Windicker. Exactly what the specifics are of that settlement, I don't know. Uh, did something uh, get conveyed to Windicker that was beyond maybe a preferred, maybe they got a larger percentage of ownership if they roll in. But roll in is what they're going to do. They're also going to get paid out on a certain amount of their shares at 28 bucks a share, um, a portion of the shares. But Jim, the reason the stock is up is because it makes it far more likely your $28 a share deal gets done. By the way, there was an opportunity for Elliott and Evergreen, who agreed to this price some time back when the world was somewhat different, to potentially put it to a vote. Vote went down against them. They could have walked away. They clearly still want to own this asset. Okay, can you try to explain to me why there could be such fervor for a beaten up, kicked around property, when at the same time we have so many companies that are clearly not having a strong end to their previous quarter? No. Why? I can't. Don't you think if they all walked away, this thing would trade substantially lower? I do. Well, I do. It's compelling to uh, me. And it's an interesting question that you raise. Well, it's like um, Signet bought, to jump around entirely the way you don't want me to, <laughs> Signet bought a company called Blue Nile. That was about to be a SPAC at almost twice of what, right. what they were going to bring. Uh, you, followed, you have followed Signet pretty closely. Well, and you've been, yeah, because Gina Drosos has saved that company. Yep. Just saved it. And... Uh, I think this acquisition is brilliant. The stock's down eight because somehow people continue to short her stock. Memo to the memes. You want to own a stock that's actually worthwhile? Gina Drosos has done a terrific job with, with Kiss Begins with it's really K. Getting and getting pressured as a result of this deal that they announced. But they stole the Well, they didn't steal the company. You can't say that. But I think she did a great job. It's going to join James Allen Diamonds Direct at their accessible luxury tier. Uh, Blue Nile, I think at one point was a very hot stock, not unlike Allbirds, to complete the jump around. Yeah. Did you um, happen to catch that? That's okay. That travesty of a quarter? Allbirds, I did not. Tell me about it. It's only that and by the way, oh, let's do Allbirds, and then why don't you also do Ralph Lauren for us? Sure. Two quarterly reports, if you can. Well, Start Allbirds, with Allbirds. Allbirds, what Allbirds is trying to be more things to many people, and frankly, their conference call is the kind of call that will, can, will make people feel Ooh. like, why don't you tell? Oh. Why don't you just say it? Why don't you upfront say that things are bad? Why do you bury it at the end of your release? And the answer is, is because that's not the way to do it. Not the way to these do it. Companies shouldn't be public. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have come public. Yeah, but you know, all these companies like Warby Park, which is about to report, doesn't say it's a use, bad company. They use the brand, and I know. you know, they they got they Did anybody, was anybody able to, has it been long enough for anybody to actually cash out on this thing i have uh, that's even a good know. question i don't, I don't know. even know jim but that's i don't know that's no it's it's horrible it's, it's, it's okay you use the term i was going to try to be a little more statesman like no 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 statesman likeness needed here Just okay tell now, it like it is now uh, ralph lauren yeah tell me about rl i thought had a very good quarter when you look at the numbers okay uh, versus what expectations are but we're in a very hard market for um, for apparel. Yes. And the stock's coming in. It was not a bad quarter. 
Okay. Uh, and they beat, they had fabulous numbers in Asia. Right. They did much better than almost every apparel company I follow. The stock was up when it opened, but it's given up the gains along with many other stocks. Um, all right, let me come to a couple of things on my list here. Quickly, FedEx, because I was covering this closely. Of course, the activist, uh, D.E. Shaw. Um, last night, the company added two new directors. One of them was another D.E. Shaw uh, director, um, Steve Gorman. Uh, they also added a, another director. They now have 15 directors, three having been essentially agreed to or uh, uh, appointed by, so to speak, D.E. Shaw as part of the settlement. Um, they never went to a proxy fight, but they're on notice there uh, at, uh, at FedEx. We'll see what happens over this next period of time. Uh, obviously, in terms of what D.E. Shaw would like to see for changes in the business. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, it only would take five more directors for them to get control, so to speak, or at least for there to be a, a control slate. So, FedEx with a new CEO in his second. Yeah, right. In the history new of the CEO, company. Fred Smith, obviously still very much engaged, but not CEO any longer. Yeah, Raj Subramanian, I think he's doing a good job. Yes. I do believe that there are, there are fluctuations in the amount of business being done. XPO Logistics, which is a less-than-truckload company, reported an amazing quarter last week. But we never know how FedEx is really doing. And, and so what bothers me here is, is that you know that, that versus the profitability of UPS, you always refer to that. Yes. UPS makes a lot more money Right. Uh, per the size um, of it. Now, David, it's very interesting. Just a, a, a little item that I like. FedEx... Same-day city courier. It's very small. Yeah. They, uh, they're using a Ford E Transit electric delivery. They also had a big deal with GM, so I don't know. Huh, I, I don't want to lose sight of EV ever because um, EV is driving up the cost of everything. Jim, a couple. Uh, I'd love to get back to App Lovin for sure. a second, but first let's stick in Novavax as well because a lot fewer COVID vaccines from this uh, company than had been anticipated. So well, that was a, a quarter, that's been a disaster. quarter of its market value is being taken away. Today. Have you read, did you read that release last night? Yeah. They, the, okay, I'm going to boil down the release. Tell we me. made this thing and it came out too late. Sorry. Sorry. We did, tried. We tried. We did our best. But, our be, you know, as the great Bill Parcells once said, guys, there's no medals for trying. Novavax tried. Stan Erk came on the show. I directly said that this would not be a factor. People bid it up. Uh, and, uh, well. And, uh, yeah, here you go. Yeah, not uh, a factor. Down 25%. NAF. Um, real FITP quick, I know we got to go to Bob. I uh, just want to take a look at App Love and stock price and Unity. Uh, again, if you're just joining us. Right. Interesting unsolicited bid from App Love and to acquire Unity. Uh, all stock. Uh, some of it actually. A stock that doesn't even trade at this point, but will eventually. Um, there's a run rate synergy number. Jim pointed out that, you know, the fundamentals, well, actually. Near term you, you, are not good, but longer but term. But longer term, you think are. It's um, an incredible company. If you believe in the metaverse, uh, if you believe in fantastic 3D presentation, you got to move in there. Right. Um, and by the way, Unity is not terminating that bid. That's what they want them to do. AppLovin wants them to terminate the bid for Iron Source, which they just agreed to buy. Remember, it was a SPAC, a Toma Bravo SPAC that sold out well below the SPAC price where it went public. Right. We noted that at the time. But there's a look at all the players there. Iron Source is getting significantly pressured as a result of the possibility, if this were to actually go forward, that that deal would therefore not. Go oh, for it. Go. We'll have more on this later. Let's get to Bob Pisani, though, for a, you know, a, a look here at the broader market as well as a lot of other things we probably missed. Bob. 
Yeah, good morning, David. Uh, it's August. The volumes are light, but there's some very interesting movements underneath the market. Let's just take a look at where we are uh, today. Um, we see energy moving up. Energy's been a laggard recently, but you get the usual names. Uh, Devon, for example, up 2% or so. Uh, industrials have been very strong, but particularly transport recently. Flattish today. Arc's been on a real tear. That's down about 2%, so a little bit of a reversal. Semiconductors, no surprise, they're given NVIDIA, followed by the Micron announcement. So take a look at the big uh, uh, semiconductor. Names. Even here, though, down 3%. I assume you all saw Sanjay Maratha on uh, with Jim and David a few moments ago talking about a broadening of inventory adjustments. But here, considering uh, that announcement, down 3%, not bad. Remember, Micron's down 35% this year. It, it was $53 a week and a half ago. Uh, so a lot of the bulls have a point here. A lot of bad news is already priced into these. Some of the semiconductor capital equipment names like LAM Research, Applied Materials, a little bit worse. Uh, ASML, also a little bit worse. But considering uh, the news from these two big companies in the last two days, uh, not terrible. So where are we right now? And again, it is August, but there's some momentum in cyclical groups. For example, transports have been very strong recently. Industrials have been strong. The Russell 2000 hit the highest level since early April yesterday, not today, but that uh, momentum in small caps is very noticeable. So the good news here overall is uh, the overall here, the market's pricing out severe recession worries, not necessarily no recession, but at the same time, the inflation worries still remain very, very high. So this is that tension that's in the market right now. Just let me show you some of the transports uh, this quarter. With the S&P up about 8% on the quarter, uh, airlines have been doing very well. American, Alaska, Delta, the usual names, and some of the transport companies overall, like J.B. Hunt, have been strong uh, on top of that. Big, boring global industrials, a name I love. I love General Electric, Ingersoll, Rand, Eaton, Johnson Controls, Illinois Tool Works. They make all the equipment behind all of the walls uh, and the railroads businesses. Uh, around the world, and they're global. And they've been on a tear recently. Momentum very strong. Again, the S&P is up about 8% this quarter. Uh, and these stocks are double that. Cars and housing have been doing very well. And not just Tesla. All right, Tesla's up 29% on the quarter. But look at Ford and GM and the housing companies, which went straight down for six months. They've all bottomed since the end of June. Lennar and Horton are just two examples of those that are doing a little bit better. So this goes to the, the, the sort of global economy here. Slight weaker, but the, nothing is being priced in for a recession, for sure, in the names that I have been showing you. Uh, at the same time, speculative technology has been having a big moment in the last month. I keep talking about Kathy Woods, who's been very delighted, I'm sure, uh, with what ARK Innovation has been doing. But hey, there you just see, since July, 4, the, since July 1st, these are core holdings for her, Coinbase, Roblox, Block, Unity Software, Robinhood, all coming well off the lows. And again, just a horrible start to the year. So I guess my point here, uh, David, is the market is not pricing in any notable recession right now. It's just got a lot of agita over the direction of inflation. David, back to you. Yep. Very good. Big question. Bob, thank you. Okay. Bob Bassani. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's get a bond report in here before we take you to break. Take a look, of course, at how Treasuries are faring this morning. Bob just talking about inflation. We talked earlier at the top of the show, of course, about real rates and, and whether we're at the highs. Well, there you look at uh, where we are in the 30-year. The two-year note still well above at 3259 versus 3.02 or 2799 for the 10-year note. We're back after this. There are the 
laggards led by Norwegian crews, but otherwise a lot of chip-related names. Companies that do the best in the chip film because they are also Micron companies. And that's what it's about, Micron. We heard from Sanjay Marotra at the top of the Good show, of course. Tough. Didn't really want to talk a lot about the last month, but no. clearly things Tough. have continued to slow a bit. We're back at this. All right, let's get to uh, stop trading. I'm just doing but I wish we had covered more. I want to talk about a company called Treehouse, THS, almost at its uh, 52 week high. They are private label. David, the beginning of the big competition between the supermarkets and the brand that is happening right now. This always happens. It's one of the reasons why people get cocky and say, ah, oh, food prices never going to come down. Treehouse allows you to cut price if you're a supermarket. Look out. This is the beginning of the great trade down. I've been waiting for it to happen. They had a good quarter last night. Follow the trade down. That's what Stops happens. dramatically this, from That's March. what happens because that's what happens May, at this point me. in the cycle. Yeah. That, at this point in the cycle, when people feel strapped, they start buying private label. Now, I happen to like the company Treehouse very much, but things have been so buoyant, there's been no reason to buy their stuff. Well, now that's the reason. David, be careful out there. I will. I will, my friend. You too. Maybe do a little Warner Brothers Discovery. Sure. Well, I'll be happy to talk about Warner Brothers Discovery with you tomorrow. First, we got another hour ahead of Squawk on the Street, so don't go anywhere. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com.